Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. to the Lazy Geeks podcast, our weekly news podcast that discuss news that interests us from the past week. This is for the week of February 26, 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right, all right. So, um, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. I, I think I mentioned to you, but you never really, you, you didn't really, I don't know. <laughs> um, I signed up for that uh, 30-day free trial of uh, Comixology Unlimited. Um, so, for those of you that don't know what that's about, it's basically the Netflix of comics through Comixology. For like six bucks a month, you get like, you know, to uh, go through any of the comics that are available on that. And pretty much right now, the only comics you can really get are like, uh, n- basically not the major two. Um, so no DC and no Marvel, but you get IDW and you get image and you get, um, boom and Titan. Um, and it's comics and trades. So, you know, so I get, the cool thing is, is I get to see like, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Doctor Who, um, uh, some Star Trek stuff a lot of the cool image stuff which is kind of cool because i've been kind of wanting to get those but i think in some of those you kind of have to get trades (laughs) um to get the full story so yeah um the cool thing is is that i'm i'm doing it on my ipad instead of like the um you know i don't have a i don't have my kindle so i'm doing it off my ipad and it seems to be working fine with it so i figured you know i'll give it i'll give it a try and see if there's enough to really warrant or if i actually read it enough (laughs) For 30 days to go with that so you know we'll see how that goes but um i thought it was kind of interesting because pretty much you see everything and one thing i was noticing is that you know how marvel has their subscription service why don't dc dc doesn't yeah. have that 
I know. If DC, if DC had it, I'd probably get it. Yeah, I mean, I would get that too because I was looking at them like, well, you know, in in any event, the with the way the prices rank out, you're and you read enough comics, you it pays itself off in the first month, you know. Um, but I was like, or even if you read a fucking trade, it'll pay itself off in the first month because um, those things aren't cheap. Um, but yeah, I was noticing like, why doesn't DC do that? That kind of I don't know. It just, well, isn't DC books on Comixology? Because I think they have a deal with Comixology. Yeah, but they don't have any any like subscription like like if you oh, you yeah. know like you, current stuff. Yeah, like if you go or even not even current stuff, even older stuff. You know, I mean that's kind of the thing I kind of liked about Marvel is that you can read like old shit. But like, um, you know, like even if DC even had like ten bucks a month, read you know, you have to wait two months you know to read the newer shit. But by that point, you know, it's like who cares? You'd be reading enough in there anyway. Right. I, you know, it's like I would do that, and I was actually because I was looking like, okay, Marvel has one, they have one. I wonder if DC has one. Then I started looking, and then it, all my searches came up with the question: Why doesn't DC have a subscription yeah. service? Yeah. Everyone's wondering. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. like, "What the fuck, dude?" I mean, come on, you know. And I and I think you know, like I'm sure there would be a lot of people that signed up if they did one. You know, which is why I don't get why they don't have one. Who knows? I mean, if you really think about it, Marvel's unlimited service is still relatively new. Mm-hmm. And and who knows what the profit margin is. Maybe DC looked at it and like, eh. Well, you know, it's funny because, and that's the one thing I've noticed about, you know, the biggest difference between DC and, and Marvel is that Marvel does put out a lot of stuff for people, for fans to get. Yeah. DC don't a whole lot. Well, I don't think that's DC. I think that's Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, but still, it's. It, I mean, you know, Marvel is Disney, so. But it's like, I mean, Disney don't give a fuck. <laughs> Disney has unlimited money. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is that you know they don't they. They don't seem to really utilize the era in which they live in. You know, yeah. uh, Marvel is all about social media. We're up on you know we we're you know they have an official Marvel podcast, which I, if any of you have ever listened to it, it's actually kind of cool because it doesn't just cover comics it covers comics it covers the movies it covers the tv shows and these are people in it they have interviews with people you know it's like a two-hour podcast every week right and they cover the animated stuff you know that comes out on on disney so they cover a lot of shit every week and it's two hours and i'm like why don't dc have anything like that everything for dc you have to rely on someone else to do um, I mean, DC's just lazy. Yeah, <laughs> other people are gonna do it. Yeah, it's like other people will do it. We don't give a shit. But it's like, yeah, Marvel has the same thing too. And you know, and it's funny because nowadays it's like now at this point you're kind of like, well, what's the point of that? But like Paramount just did an official Star Trek podcast, and it yeah. was like, really, we're doing it now when we have nothing out of Star Trek. What are you gonna do? You know. Oh, they'll find something to do. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll find something, I'm sure. And they'll it'll be a podcast about how we're going to rape you again for another remastered season one of Star Trek or Star Trek The Next Generation. Right. Because, um, you know, how Paramount loves to do that shit. Uh, but, yeah, I was, like, noticing that because, like, for me, when I wanted to get anything about comics, I had um, the DC, um, DC Squad cast. And they have two sets or three sets of squad cast these guys one they do the comics one does the tv universe and the other one does the movie universe and these are just dudes you know they they're they're not affiliated with dc in any way 
you know, they kind of do what we do. But that's like, that's the only way to do it. Like, that's the only way to get anything out of it. So it kind of sucks. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, come on. <laughs> like, you know, like, get the... Get, Get the fans hyped up. That's really kind of what it comes down to. Because when you don't do it, you get this kind of shit that, you know, people talk about. And you're not putting anything out there. You're not you're not giving your side of anything. And then it's kind of like everybody's left to, you know, make up stories of their own. But I don't yeah. know. That's just me, I guess. That's just me. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you fucking up, but you're fucking up. Is really what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is get your shit together. Is really what it comes down to? Um. <laughs> hey, let me let me add something to the round table real quick that I just came across. I thought you said that I just made up right now. <laughs> yeah, I just alternate facts here that I've made up. Um, Suicide Squad won an Oscar. It did? Yeah. <laughs> For what? For best makeup and hairstyling. Which, when you hear that, it makes sense. You're like, oh, okay. For the work of Christopher Allen Nelson, uh, Giorgio Giorgiorini, and um, Alessandro Bertalazzi. A lot of Italians on there getting it done. <laughs> um, oh, that makes yeah. sense why they won. <laughs> but, See, um, what I'm, because if we don't win the Oscar, I'm not saying you're going to be able to use your legs tomorrow, but I'm just saying. You might have to have a wheelchair for the next couple months. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, it's not a huge Oscar to win, but still, I That's, mean, you I, you now have to say Oscar nominated. All the haters have to say <laughs> Oscar, Oscar winning fucking Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. What the fuck? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. So, DC, people are fucking blowing up uh, Twitter <laughs> and shit. So, DC managed to beat the Marvel Cinematic Universe to an Oscar with Suicide Squad. So, that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, because fucking Marvel hasn't won any Oscars for the their movies. Mm-mm. Well, it's probably because it was done by Warner Brothers. So, I'm sure, you know, that was something for it. But, yeah, it's like, it's but I, I want to know. I want to know what were they up against? Like, you know, like, because, because the thing is, is that really, because I'm thinking about, like, the movie like makeup and hair there's gotta be something that had more it doesn't say because you had most of the guys were bald or short-haired you had harley who had just basically pigtails well the joker makeup was good even if you didn't like how his look was the the makeup was really good um so give and harley harley looked good i think it's because it looked realistic like it looked like that they did pull off. If you really think about it, they pulled off the comic book characters great, but it still looked realistic. It didn't look over the top silly because it could have. It could have. Right. Really <laughs> it doesn't say. Um, I mean, I guess it's up against every other fucking movie, right? Because if it was like up against Rogue One and it beat out Rogue One, I'd call shenanigans. Rogue One, dude. What kind of makeup situation was going on in Rogue One? Um, makeup and design. Yeah, there's no. There's, they just look like normal people, though. For the makeup Spoke, and hairstyles, spoken like a true DC fanboy. No, I'm being for real. They, they there wasn't anything extravagant in makeup, in makeup and 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 hairstyling. But the Joker's and, grill was uh the Joker's. No, grill. I'm saying <laughs> if we're just if we're look, I'm not comparing Suicide Squad to Rogue One. I'm just saying <laughs> if you take the two out of it, uh, just 
focus on the hairstyle and the makeup. They they I don't even think anyone wore makeup in that fucking <laughs> Rogue One. It was gritty as fuck. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Don't don't get crazy. <laughs> I know how you get. Hold on, Oscar. Oscar nominees. 2017. Everybody online is kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, that happened. <laughs> everybody, everybody hated it so much, and now it's like, um, okay. <laughs> Complete nominees and wins list. This is probably gonna be harder than fuck to sort through. Hmm. Best picture, directing, lead actress. Oh, I guess I could just search suicide. Squad. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna search suicide. You remember? Oh, they were only up against two flicks. A man called Ove and Star Trek Beyond. It beats Star Trek Beyond. That's kind of impressive because there was some shit going on in Star Trek. Yeah, but I get. I, they're not gonna give it to Star Trek because Star Trek never. I think it maybe won. Maybe I don't think they've ever won an Oscar. And giving it now would just probably yeah. Seem- but saying that, I mean, they never given a comic book movie an Oscar either. Yeah, but like a traditional to, comic. Book I was gonna movie. say, but considering some fans, I don't think they consider Suicide Squad a traditional comic book. If you hear some of the way the people are online, <laughs> so them haters though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, where was the one tweet? Hold on. Blurred's online. When you hate DC movies, but you have to put Oscar winning in front of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> 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 Ooh, I just saw this online. Daredevil star wants Kingpin to fight Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Vincent mm. D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Ooh, that would be cool. He has yeah, fought him, though, in the comic. Yeah. That would be kind of cool crossover. Hey, did you ever see that movie, um, uh, That Thing You Do? I might have. But I don't remember. The, the 60s one hit Wonder Band. No. That oh. was just funny because I watched La La Land last night. And um, uh, it was okay. First act was the first probably two quarters of the film was cute. And then once they got together, I didn't care anymore. I don't know. It just was really kind of weird. Um, I mean, the chemistry between Emma Stone and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Gosling was great. Um, I thought they had great chemistry. It just fizzled out towards the end but mm. um like spoilers but the this the guy it's just funny because like i i said this yesterday when i was watching the movie with heather was like wow is this like a spiritual sequel to that thing you do because like in that thing you do one of the actors in there tom everett scott um he's the drummer he's totally like a total jazz dude like he you know he's he just everything into jazz because it was a jazz club or something like that and then near the end of the movie, Ryan Gosling's character opens up a jazz bar and Tom Everett Scott plays Emma Stone's husband. And it's like, he discovers the jazz bar. And I was like, what are we doing? I'm like, is it a little weird that he's the guy from the other movie that was into jazz and he discovers this jazz club? I'm like, what? wait, my mind's starting to kind of get fucked up here. <laughs> like something like did, did, is this all connected? Am I? It's like I'm thinking, and my mind is going like, okay, you're watching too much of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not everything is connected to one another. Stop it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, it's not all connected. <laughs> Once you think it is, and then it all falls apart. 
Uh, oh, I was going to tell you this. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking about going to this only if I could, if I can do it. Um, remember earlier this year, the Egyptian hat was um, doing a screening of RoboCop. Um, and then like uh, Christmas, I went to, um, uh, it, it was, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. So in March, they're doing a uh, Richard Hatch um, tribute. So they're going to show three full length episodes of Battlestar Galactica that he was in. And then later in March, <laughs> they call it in honor of St. Patrick's um, Swayze Day. They're going to do a double feature Point Break and Roadhouse. I'm like, what? I see Roadhouse in the theater, dude. <laughs> You're too stupid to have a good time. Bam! That's uh, such a classic. Dude. I was like, I was looking at that. I'm like, what? oh fuck me! I put on Twitter and I went out to Patrick. I'm like, Patrick, WTF? And he's like, all capital letters. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is gonna happen. I was like, that would be kind of cool. So I have to see because it's like on a Friday night, but it starts at like 7:30. So going out to Hollywood, I have to see if I can try to sneak out of work a little early to go because I, I would totally go see that yeah but yeah that's like a point breaking roadhouse i'm like done and done right there i wouldn't even sneak out i'd be like listen i'm going <laughs> to the fucking movie i'm doing my civic duty right now so i need to leave <laughs> that's really that's, right. that's really what happens because i'm an american goddamn. i'm it. a fucking patriot <laughs> <laughs> i'm fucking leaving Suddenly the cape comes down, the flag comes down from behind you. <laughs> A fucking bald eagle lands on your shoulder. <laughs> and the person you're talking to suddenly puts their hand over their heart, like for no odd right. reason. They just like, they just totally get like, okay, you're going. So um, did you need to leave? Did you need to take the whole day to go? Cause then you fucking hop into a. You hop into a monster truck and take off and a big explosion <laughs> happens in the background. Yeah. The exhaust the exhaust pipes blow out fire flame. Like yeah. <laughs> And there's there's randomly fucking Van Halen, but Van Halen from the eighties time travel just <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like it's not, you know, it's not the old Van Halen playing the young Van Halen. It's the young Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> and then then when you get to then when you get to the fucking Egyptian, it's fucking old Metallica, like old school, like you know, long um, hair and everything. Yeah, you know what's that that, that album they did? Uh, Monster uh, what, Puppets, um, Master of Puppets, Ma Master of Puppets, uh, Metallica. Like, yeah, <laughs> Masters of Puppets, trees. <laughs> You're just fucking flames out. <laughs> the eagles trailing behind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's uh, America, baby. That is it right there. And you're eating apple pie. We'll throw that. <laughs> yeah, you throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I guess on that note, we should just jump into our one awesome thing, huh? Yeah. All right. So nearly my one awesome thing this week, nearly 16 years after it was released as a novel, Neil Gaiman's American Gods is finally coming to television this year. That is not news to any fan of the book. It was teased last year that it was coming to stars as a series. Since its announcement, there has there was no real word as to when the series would arrive on our televisions, but now we know when it's coming. It was announced on Thursday that the series will debut on April 30th. Brian Fuller is helming the series that he was supposed to work on in conjunction with Star Trek Discovery, but left Discovery to focus his full attention on gods. If you aren't familiar with the story, 
It's about two factions of gods battling for control. The younger gods believe in materialistic pleasures, sex, drugs, and embrace the modern sense of self. And then you have the old guard that have lost dominance due to the modern sense of the American people. You can check out the poster on the website. Uh, the series stars Ricky Will from The 100, Ian McShane from Deadwood, Gillian Anderson from The X-Files, Emily Browning from Sucker Punch, Pablo Schreiber from Orange is the New Black, Kristen Chenoweth from Pushing Daisies, and Jeremy Davies from Lost. It'll premiere on April 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern on Stars. I read the book. It's really good. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really excited for this. I'm like, oh, I want to see how it... Doing it as a series makes sense because the book yeah. is pretty dense. Um, it's really dense. So like It's one of those books where I would read a chapter and then go... I should probably read that chapter again. <laughs> right. Like it's just so much happens and it's all like fucking out of this world deep. Like you're like, what the fuck? Right. It's pretty cool. Like, um, so the old guard gods are like Odin and you had, but they had gods from, from everywhere. They had Indian gods, the, everything. And, um, and then the, the new ones are like, there was a God for cars and there was a God for the internet and, <laughs> And stuff like that, and it's it's all symbolism, and it's it's just really it's a really good fucking book. Yeah. It just really is, and, and I'm glad it's not a permanent series. That'd be dumb. Like just yeah. just tell the story and move on. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it plays out in the um, in the in um, television form. So, but it's on Star, so which means you know they have more freedom to tell the whole story. Yep. Can you buy Stars by itself? I think you can. I might have to to see that. But you also may be able to find a way to acquire it. That is not officially endorsed. Right, absolutely. But also by anyone, by, by anyone not even us, right. you know. Right. But, you know. But there may be a relatively easy and painless way <laughs> to obtain that for the price of free. Right. Which we do not condone in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, there's always a way to be able to do it with minimal time and effort. We talking about stealing that shit, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Right. Um, so on that note, my my one awesome thing. So I don't think Marvel has heard the just because you can doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you should. should. Oh god. Okay. Marvel editor in chief Alex Alonzo tweeted a teaser image with the words under construction, featuring what appeared to be a Wolverine Hulk hybrid in a lab. This mean looking motherfucker. So it's Hulk standing and Hulk is like in a permanent flex. Like he's always flexing. Right. Like it never ends. And then he has Wolverine He's like that claws. dude at the gym that for one reason or another just has to flex. Right. But doesn't necessarily need to flex. And then he has Wolverine claws. Now they have the mysterious image shows the green body of the Hulk with Wolverine signature claws coming out of each hand on the tube. It says batch H, uh, which doesn't immediately relate to any pre-existing Marvel experiments or organizations. Although it does remind us of weapon X, uh, the program that created Wolverine. We're assuming the H stand, uh, stands for Hulk. This is IGN, by the way. Um, now keep in mind, here's a little backstory. This is important for people who don't read Marvel. Uh, Bruce Banner was killed by Hawkeye during the events of last year's civil war two and Logan was killed shutting down a Logan being Wolverine uh, down a new rendition of Weapon X in 2014. So it, it wouldn't be a stretch for some villains to obtain their bodies and or genetic material. 
to fuse them into a new kind of weapon. The list of people who have tried to replicate Wolverine over the years is obscenely long. They are not lying. So it's actually not a surprise someone would do this. The only thing I I think this is kind of dumb. Yeah. Because really all all you're adding is the claws. Right. Because the the um healing factor Hulk already has. If you can even hurt him that much. Right. But he already has that. So I mean it's cool, I guess. No. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing what they do with it, but I think it's more cool because those two characters are currently dead in the main storyline. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's just... it. This is one of the things that annoys me, uh, especially with Marvel, with what they do with things, is that, you know, mashups are okay in songs um, <laughs> and fan vids, but when you're doing them as actual comic books, I'm a little more like, ugh... Right. I just I had to put this as one awesome thing because that image though is that just image so is, dope. That image art. is it like the artwork is cool on that tweet. Yeah, yeah I it, it is cool. I think overall I'm not that hyped on it because it will lose its luster and it'll probably get canceled fairly quickly. But then you can even look in the comments like real quick. It's like what's the point? What the fuck is the point of tiny claws on a giant meaty hands that can collapse your internal organs with a flick of the pinky? Why does Hulk need fucking adamantium claws anyway? That's the thing. Yeah. Or it says Alonzo don't have a clue. <laughs> um, sounds like what that idiot Alonzo would think. Like <laughs> it's the the fans, at least um, from immediate looking, are not feeling it. Yeah. But that image though, because when I saw that. it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you that know? image is cool. Like that that image setup is is pretty cool. But now. If this leads into a whole secret organization doing some shit, that couldn't be cool. You know, and this is just one thing they did. Right. And it's kind of a throwaway monster of the week kind of thing. Then okay. But if they try to build an entire book off of Hulk Wolverine, <laughs> it's not it's gonna flop. No yeah. one wants to read that because it's it'd be different if you molt like the Hulk in the century. Like right. molded together. It's like now the Hulk can fly and has fucking <laughs> laser vision and shit. Like that would be, you'd be like, okay, OP as a motherfucker, but I want to watch him wreck shit. <laughs> right. You know, Hulk, but this, Hulk and the Spider-Man mesh up, you know? Right. But this one, I don't know. Yeah. Like the, the more and more you think about it, you're like, oh. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but the image though is pretty cool. Like you just see the Hulk out outlining in the claws. You're kind of like, oh, that's kind of sick. But then you're, then when you, once you get past that, then you're kind of like, okay. <laughs> Not one comment on here is positive. Right. They're all bad. What was that one I just read? It said, uh, who's the idiot that thought giving an already indestructible, unstoppable being with limitless power some stupid metal claws <laughs> would somehow make it more dangerous? <laughs> That's the funny thing is I think Hulk can bend adamantium. I think he can. I, yeah, I'm not sure. So are they saying they grafted his skeleton in adamantium? Because that was a waste of time. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So what, what is Bruce Banner like now? So basically, <laughs> you made him weaker now right. because now Magneto can control fucking Hulk. Right, right. Just let me move him around. <laughs> yeah, whatever. This is really stupid. <laughs> but that image, though. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think it's time we uh, jump into some headlines. As much as sites like Collider started an unsubstantiated rumor last week that they are still trying to twist the news to still hold hope that they are right, instead, in a single post by Deadline and a tweet from the Batman star, it looks like their clickbait has been revealed. 
It seems that Matt Reeves will be directing the Batman and Ben Affleck will star. While some sites reported the clickbait rumor, many decided to only focus on what can be proved. Last, late last week, rumors circulated that Matt Reeves had backed out of, the, of directing the upcoming film. Given that it was only a rumor, we chose not to run the report as a story, but as a picture on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. According to Deadline, it seemed that Warner Brothers was trying to pay him a lower salary that would have given that he would have been given from doing any other movie. Not to mention, he would be, not be hard up for work since he's possibly being eyed to return for another Planet of the Apes uh, sequel for Fox. And the the deal, uh, they came together uh, to, for a deal and released a statement on Thursday. Warner Brothers announced th today that Matt Reeves has been set to direct the Batman. Reeves will also serve as a producer on the new standalone action venture centering on one of DC's most enduring popular superheroes. The announcement was made by Toby Emmerich, president and chief content officer, Warner Brothers Picture Group. Emmerich stated, quote, We are thrilled to have Matt Reeves taking the helm of Batman, the crown jewel of the DC slate. Deep, uh, Matt's deep roots in the genre films and his evolution into the emotional world-building director makes him the perfect filmmaker to guide the Dark Knight through his next journey. Matt Reeves noted, I have loved the Batman story since I was a child. He is such an iconic and compelling character and one that resonates with me deeply. I am incredibly honored and excited to be working with Warner Brothers to bring an epic and new and emotional new take on the Cape Crusader to the big screen. Um, let me see here. After the statement was released, Collider's John Cam uh, Campia still held out hope that his quote sources end quote weren't full of it. He was based and what was he basing this on? The fact that Affleck's name was not mentioned in the press release. If you want to dig, if you want to dig deeper, you could have said that Jeff John's name wasn't mentioned in the in the uh, in in more of the uh, and nor was the film's producers. Fortunately right. for us, Affleck himself put the final nail in Collider's coffin with the following tweet, and it's an image of uh, of Affleck in the suit of Batman, but without the cowl, and it's looking at the screen, and it says, Welcome to the Batcave. Mm. In the end, Reeves was selected as director, and it seems he will be joining Affleck in the Batcave for the upcoming film. Now you can already see the headlines to repair the damage for, to their clickbait rumors. Yeah. But he still wants out of the series, so let's let's be let that begin now. These people are just like, like they just on every little fucking detail and yeah. shit. Like, calm down a little bit. I know it's like, look, I understand you probably need clicks and you need you know to prove those ratings, but come on, calm the fuck down, will you? Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Sadder news. Um, so veteran actor and filmmaker Bill Paxton died suddenly Saturday at the age of 61. Um, in a statement released to TMZ, the Paxton family said, it is with a heavy heart we share the news that Bill Paxton has passed away due to complications from surgery. Bill, Bill's passion for the arts was felt by all who knew him and his warmth and tireless energy was undeniable. Um, first of all, if you don't know who Bill Paxton is, you've seen him. That's a guarantee. 
because this dude been in about everything. <laughs> wow. Paxson's, I know. Paxson's many feature film acting credits include several James Cameron films, Aliens, um, which he's very well known for, um, Titanic, The Terminator, and True Lies, as well as Tombstone, Apollo 13, Twister, Edge of Tomorrow, Nightcrawler, A Simple Plan, Predator 2, Near Dark, Weird Science. He was great Weird oh, Science. Chet. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. One False Move, Two Guns, Sky Sky Kids 2 and 3D, Club Dread, U5, U571, and Trespass. That's a lot of fucking movies. Oh, man. yeah. Game over, man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's, the Texas-born Paxton also directed the film, the film's Frailty, which he also acted in, and The Greatest Game Ever Played. Uh, Paxton's many TV roles range from starring in HBO's Big Love to a supporting character on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as well as starring in Hatfields and McCoys and Texas Rising. Hatfields and McCoys is pretty dope. Um, he's currently... Oh, they fucked this one up. Hmm. He was currently starring in CBS's Training Day. I guess it's still on. Right. You know, so uh, he also played lawyer Jack Thompson in The Game Changers, a BBC film about the legal feud over Grand Theft Auto. Um, Bill Paxton is survived by his wife, uh, Louise Newberry, and two children. Um, yeah, man. That's one for the ages. I mean, I love Bill Paxton. He, he's just he's, – he's a memorable character in anything he's in. Yeah. You know, he, he definitely steals some of that screen. Um, and he, he's done such a range. You know, he's done action. He's done comedy, uh, drama, all of it. I mean, you just think about – we'll take three movies off here. So Aliens, how he was in Aliens – well, he's pretty funny. He was a com- comedic relief, pretty much, but he's still a tough guy. And then how he was in Apollo 13. Yeah. Very, very serious astronaut. And then how he was in Weird Science, where he's a fucking loon. Like, that's the range is incredible. You know, he's right. not just playing Bill Paxton like some other actors do, you know? Right. But it's definitely sad when it's an accident, too. Well, I don't know what kind of, what kind of surgery was Did I read it and miss it? <laughs> I don't think I don't think it says. Yeah, I mean it's no because um, I've been reading that you know they didn't disclose what it was complications due to surgery. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean when I heard it, all I just kept thinking about was all the different roles, even the fucking little minor role he had in the original Terminator movie when yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger first pops up. He's one of the punks that it, you know he beats up in the beginning. I mean, you just look at that like whole list of roles and true lies the scumbag fucking um uh car salesman that's trying to get into jamie lee curtis's pants yeah you know it's just like all that stuff and you know it's just it was it was really sad because when i read that i was just like oh my god that's so that sucks and he just finished the first season of that tv series training day um they had already wrapped up production on that um so i don't know what's going to happen with that but you know that just sucks and you know everybody was posting even marvel posted because he was in a couple of episodes of a season of agents of shield um because he's the one that led the whole little hydra revolt within shield um so yeah he was in everything um uh one little thing i wanted to just kind of mention because i'm i'm um so (laughs) i'm just telling you that you know the oscars are going on right now as we're recording this yep so Apparently there was a big old fuck up during the show. Yeah, I'm on Twitter right now, 
and people are freaking out about it, but they're not so they're not explaining it according to the hollywood reporter right now it says that um uh Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, stars of the classic film Bonnie and Clyde, announced the wrong Best Picture winner at the Oscars on Sunday to the shock of the crowd. But Warren Beatty and or Beatty and Dunaway announced the wrong Best Picture winner, announcing La La Land instead of Moonlight, the correct winner. Uh, he goes, "This was not a joke." He assured everyone after admitting the mistake. He told the audience that they had read the wrong envelope. Seeing Emma Stone won La La Land, who was actually the winner of Best Actress. That sucks. <laughs> oh, wow. It's the fucking, uh, it's that Miss USA or whatever all over again. <laughs> oh, man. It's one of those things where you're kind of like, um, you know, um, what is it? You're kind of like looking at it going like, see, see, this is all um, fake news. It's all alternative facts. <laughs> he was probably just looking at a picture of Emma Stone. Well, I mean, yeah. It's fucking up. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Just rubbing one out backstage <laughs> at her on that mind. Because you're always on <laughs> my mind. <laughs> yeah, I know, because it was like, um, uh, Heather's here and passing me this note, and I was like going, what the fuck? So, yeah, I started looking it up online, and I was like going, oh, that's fucking funny. Like, people can't even keep their shit. People can't keep their shit together. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know what? Fuck the Oscars. Could we talking about the Dice 2017 awards, bro? All right. I got well, actually, I this. Yeah. What? Well, actually, you're going to skip my story? You're going to skip me? You're going to skip me? Because I hadn't gone to. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, see. That's what you get for fucking adding extra shit. Your time's over, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just such a perfect segue. Yeah, you I know, know, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So, as launch day. For the Nintendo Switch is a little more than a week away. It seems that uh, GameStop retail stores may have some consoles on hand for people who did not pre-order the device. Before you start planning your gra- before you start planning on grabbing one on launch day, you better remember that Nintendo uh, that this is Nintendo and the odds of grabbing one is slim at best. Mm-hmm. Polygon is reporting that GameStop stores have a quote unquote limited supply. The company announced on Wednesday, quote customers who were not able to pre-order the, the system are encouraged to attend uh, GameStop's midnight launch events, GameStop said in a news release. GameStop, and now I keep wanting to say GameSpot. <clears throat> I do that when I, um, whenever I try to go to the GameStop website, I put GameSpot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so GameStop announced that it will sell two different Switch bundles on its website. Keep in mind that neither of these bundles will save you any money, but they will offer you general upsell items that are easier to sell in a bundle than simply asking if you want them. Bundle it's stuff that you were probably going to get anyway. Most likely, yeah. Uh, bundle number one, Nintendo Switch plus Switch Pro Controller plus Legend of Zelda Breath of the yeah. Wild for $429.99. And bundle two, uh, bundle one plus Piggyback's official guide to Breath of the Wild uh, for $454.99. So as of this post, there is no news as to when the bundles will be offered on their website, but best bet it would be on launch day. If you still have not been able to pre-order your Switch, the odds of you getting one on launch is slim. Given how how many 
NES minis were released, which in some locations were in, even in the single digits, this could mean that it, if you are the fourth person in the door to pick up uh, to pick on uh, one up, expect to hear we're sold out. If you're planning to planning on trying this, best of luck to you. Or just wait until Christmas, <laughs> right. like I'm doing. Right. Call it a fucking day. <laughs> yeah, go home. Go stay in bed. You know, chill out. I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't any extra ones, and they're just doing that to get people in the fucking door. There's oh, gonna be like that, five extra consoles. <laughs> that that would be fucked up. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, since some, since you're here, you how about pre-order? This, how about this refurbished uh, PS4? Ugh. Motherfucker, I already have three. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, now that the buildup is all fucking gone, um, what do you think? Should Pre- I just a little t- premature on your part. Right. <laughs> should I just say the winners or should I just quickly go through everything? I should just quickly go through everything. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, so Dice 2007 Awards. It's basically the gaming you mean awards. 2017? 17. Um, <laughs> this is not, not for, we're not giving the awards for 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't even know they were, I don't even think they were around back then. Um, but this is America. They went back in time. <laughs> That's right. So we'll just go through this. Uh, first, Outstanding Achievement in Animation. Uh, the ones that were up for were Inside, The the Last Guardian, Overwatch, Street Fighter V, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Uncharted took that hmm. winner. Um, I'll just say the winner last. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> outstanding Achievement, Not Direction. Battlefield 1, Firewatch, The Last Guardian, Uncharted 4, Thieves' End. Uh, and the winner is inside. Um, outside, outs, outsiding, outstanding achievement in character. Uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare for Nick uh, Ray's Firewatch, Delilah, Firewatch Henry, um, Uncharted Four, Thieves End, Nathan Drake, obviously. Uh, and the winner is The Last Guardian for Trico. Um, outstanding achievement in original music composition. Um, I love that the winner of this. Um, Abzu. <laughs> Battlefield 1, The Last Guardian, Titanfall 2, and the winner, Doom. And I'll tell you what, if you haven't played Doom, that music, it ain't no fucking joke. We're talking some heavy metal shit, dude. So great. Outstanding achievement. Master Puppets level? (laughs) I don't think you can get to that level. Safely, anyway. (laughs) Safely, Um, right. Outstanding achievement in sound design. Uh, Inside, The Last Guardian, Quantum Break, Uncharted 4, Thieves' End, and the winner is Battlefield 1. Um, outstanding achievement in story Firewatch, Inside, Oxenfree uh, That Dragon, Cancer and the winner is Uncharted 4 A Thieves' End. The only, the only problem with game game uh, awards is there isn't as many games as movies. Oh yeah. So it's just like the same ones over <laughs> you get you, um, you, you get like the, the AAA titles and then you get the two random indie ones Right. Uh, outstanding technical achievement, Battlefield 1 No Man's Sky uh, why? It should win anything. <laughs> um, Overwatch, Titanfall 2, and the winner is Uncharted 4. Action game of the year. Uh, we got Battlefield 1, Doom, Gears of War 4, Titan, Titanfall 2, and the winner is Overwatch. Um, adventure game of the year. Firewatch, Inside. Isn't Overwatch, King- Blizzard? Yeah, Overwatch yeah, is uh, Blizzard's um, competitive <laughs> shooter. No, it's, it was actually kind of weird because this is the first time they've ever made a first-person shooter. It's just because Blizzard makes good shit. Yeah, whatever, dude. Keep it real. 
Um, <laughs> it, 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 there's also there's a whole craze about it. That's why. Adventure game of the year. Firewatch Inside King's Quest, the complete collection. I wish that one. <laughs> I remember when I was young, I played all of them King's Quest games. Um, the Last Guardian and the winner is Uncharted 4. Um, family game of the year. Dragon Quest Builders, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, Rock Band Rivals, Super Mario Maker for Nintendo 3DS, and the winner is Ratchet & Clank. I'm surprised the winner wasn't Super Mario Maker, to be honest. Um, probably because no one has a Wii U. <laughs> Fighting game of the year. EA Sports UFC 2, Guilty Gear X-Rated Revelate, it didn't win. Um, Killer Instinct Season 3, uh, Pock and Turn tournament and the winner of course street fighter 5 um because it's fucking street fighter racing game of the year there's only two in this one drive club vr and the winner is forza horizon 3 come on come on now <laughs> role-playing slash massively multiplayer game of the year so they're doing single and single player rpgs and um mmos uh deuce x mankind divided um hyperlight drifter Tom Clancy's The Division, uh, World, of War- World of Warcraft Legion, uh, and the winner is Dark Souls 3. And I still haven't played a fucking Dark Souls game, and I heard they're dope as shit, especially for, like, old school. I'm scared. I'm, I'm a little scared, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, because that is literally an old school fucking, it will rape the shit out of you and smile. Yeah. Like that kind of game. Yeah, no, I was like, I, I've been wanting to play because I hear nothing but good shit about that, but I was like, oh, that kind of scares me. <laughs> Here's this this next one is actually funny to me. Um sports game of the year. FIFA 2017, uh Madden 2017, MLB 16 the show, NBA 2K17 and the winner is Steep, which is a snowboarding skiing game. I'm not saying Steep is a bad game. I've seen it played. It's made by Ubisoft and it's actually a really good game, but it's funny how all the major sports titles are like, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Um, this one makes me happy. Strategy simulation game of the year. The Banner Saga 2, Deuce X Go, Fire Emblem Fates, XCOM 2, and the winner is Sid Meier's Civilization 6. Damn fucking right. <laughs> um, immersive reality technical achievement. Okay. I expect you to die. That's the name of a game. Um, job simulator, super hot VR. Oh, so this is VR games. Um, super hot VR, tilt brush, and the winner is Eagle Flight. Uh, immersive reality game of the year, which is literally the same exact games. Eagle Flight, I expect you to die. Job Simulator, The Lab, and Super Hot VR uh, won that one. Uh, the Dice Sprite Award, um, 1979 Revolution Black Friday, Firewatch, Super Hot, That Dragon Cancer, and Inside went. Inside cleaned up, and I don't even know what the fuck that is. I know, right? Um, handheld game of the year. Now that I have a handheld, I'm uh, invested in this. <laughs> Um, Dragon Quest Builders, Fire Emblem Fates. Let's not Kirby. get carried away. You have a you have a Nintendo handheld, so let's not Bruh, get carried away here. Who's winning though? <laughs> Are you talking about Nintendo? If we're not talking about handheld, we can make jokes. We talking about handheld. You better fucking respect it. You know they own that shit. Uh, Kirby Planet Robo Robobot, Severed, and Pokemon Sun and Moon, of course, wins handheld game of the year. Mobile game of the year, if you care. Um, Clash Royale, Crashlands. Godscape New Acres Reigns and Pokemon Go uh, wins that. Outstanding achievement in online gameplay. Battlefield 1, Hearthstone, uh, Heroes of Warcraft, Titanfall 2, Tom Clancy's The Division, and Overwatch uh, wins that one. Outstanding achievement in game design. I expect you to die inside Owlboy. 
Uncharted 4 and Overwatch wins that one as well. Overwatch, dude, I'm telling you. Um, outstanding achievement in game direction. 1979 Revolution Black Friday, Battlefield 1, The Last Guardian, Uncharted 4, and Inside again wins that one. Now, here's the big one. The, the only one anyone cares about. Game of the year. <laughs> Battlefield 1, Inside, Pokemon Go, <laughs> Uncharted 4, and the winner, Overwatch. Overwatch wins game of the year for 2017. If Pokemon Go had won game of the year, that would have been like... I mean, I understand doing? I understand why they throw it on there because of the craze. Yeah. But it's such a simple game. Like, let's calm it down. Yeah, the craze died about six months ago. I know. <laughs> I played that game for a week. And it was fun with the friends at work. Oh, but I noticed why it was fun. It was fun because we would play it and go, remember when <laughs> we used to play Pokemon back in the day? It had nothing to do with the game. Right, right. All the game did was make my phone hot and kill my fucking battery. <laughs> And then it's like, well, you have to go out and hunt Pokemon. It's like, bruh, I'm going to get a regular Pokemon. Now that I got that 2DS. And I can <laughs> fucking hunt them from my couch. I'm trying to get no exercise. It's America. Dude, I just saw on uh, on social media right now a tweet from M. Night Shyamalan. He goes, I wrote the ending of the Academy Awards 2017. <laughs> oh, we I really got them. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the twist ending. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I've been hearing nothing but glowing things about Overwatch. I've played. I've played a few rounds of it. I it's it's um. It, someone bought it for me for my uh my birthday last year, and um, it's good. It's a solid first person competitive shooter. It's it's all online. Um, it's one of those. It, it doesn't have a storyline. It's it, each character. It's kind of it, the interesting part about it is they have the typical tank DPS tank dps and healer mm. that you would see in an rpg but they have it in the game so you can be support and you help the team or you can heal and you can heal them like they have this <laughs> one chick that shoots healing things <laughs> like and the graphics are clean because it's blizzard right and everything's balanced and solid and it's just fun to play and it's it's not um you just buy the game and that's it it's not a free to play it's not some silly shit you know like it's it's a solid game. I'm just not that into that kind of game. Right. You know, but it's um it was fun. I was the fucking robot. I can't remember his name, but his special ability is you you press a button and he he fucking like he turns into a tank turret. <laughs> so we were doing this mission where you, like there's different game modes and one of them is you have to um protect a truck that's driving through this like dangerous area. So I fucking jumped on top of the truck tank mode. Let a motherfucker come at me. <laughs> I was mowing them down, dude. <laughs> but it's fun, you know. Damn. All right. Well, back in December 2015, after the popularity of Netflix series Jessica Jones, Marvel relaunched the series Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. After the May solicitations were released on Wednesday, it seemed that issue 18 was missing from the list. Unfortunately, it seems that the series will conclude its story in, with April's issue 17. Series writer Kate Leth took to Twitter to let everyone know that it was true. Uh, hey friends, you ha you may have noticed that Hellcat is absent from May Marvel solicitations. It's true. We're ending at issue 17 on our terms. In follow-up tweets, Leth went on to explain, "We know we knew uh, we've known this was coming, and Marvel has been spectacular enough to give us space to wrap up the story exactly how we wanted in three volumes." 
I know it might have come as a shock, but and the whole team will miss the book too. But 17 issues with one team is pretty wild. We've been lucky. Leth also, Leth also mapped out the remaining two issues, saying that the story wraps up in a very real and satisfying way, I hope. With issue 16, Leth added that the final issue, 17, is like a fun bonus episode at the mall. I am enormously proud of this book, of our team, and thrilled that we got to tell so much story. We made Vampire Jubilee work. <clears throat> I can I can hope for all I can hope for. Leth continued, it's like our audience is queer, fun, weird, delightful, and most purely made of joy. So thank you, thank you with all my heart. And you can see the cover of the final um, issue on the website, thelazygeeks.com. Hellcat. I didn't even know that was out. Yeah. It's, it, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think anyone did. I think that yeah. was the problem. <laughs> That's probably why. But Jessica Jones, fucking dope. I can't wait for the second season. Just saying. You know. And they relaunched their comic series too. Oh, did they? Mm hmm. Let's check that out. I think it's on like issue four now. That fucking show blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I liked it more than Luke Cage. I mean, I love Luke Cage, but Jessica Jones got me. Like, I couldn't stop watching that. Also, left you kind of feeling depressed. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like every episode, you want to watch it. And you're like, oh, fuck, man. Like, and Tenet was a great villain. Oh Jesus! I mean, when you have an actor that caliber, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> the doctor, for Christ's sake! I know, right? Stop it! You know. Mm -hmm. All right, so this one's kind of long, so I don't know. I just wanted to talk about this. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go on this journey together. <laughs> All okay. right. Writer Frank um, Tiari and artist Oleg Akunev are teaming up for a new comic book at Aftershock Comics called Pestilence. Um, first of all, I know it's kind of weird, but I love the word pestilence. <laughs> I, I don't love the meaning of it. I just think the word is interesting. Um, just like I love the name Lucifer. <laughs> I tried to tell my wife, we should name our son Lucifer. She was like, no. I'm like, we can call him Lou for short. No. <laughs> um, the series will explore what is a child's be life isn't hard enough as it is. Look, I don't give a fuck. As long as it's funny for me. I named my daughter Harley. See how that works out. Um, the series will explore what it would be like if the Black Death Plague was actually an undocumented zombie apocalypse. How fucking crazy does that sound? <laughs> there have been numerous zombie stories set in modern times and in the not-so-distant future, but Aftershock editor-in-chief and co-founder Mike Martz um, worked on giving the genre a twist with film TV writers Eric Bromberg and Brandon Auman, then presented the idea to Tiari, who is intrigued to explore it in a comic. Quote, 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 Hey, I get it. With The Walking Dead and 8 million other zombie books out there, we realize we have to do something different with the genre. Otherwise, why bother, right? And trust me, we definitely do, Thierry told IGN in an email interview. So yes, we have the 14th century setting, and we have access to all, all over Europe of that era, with the various historical cities and landmarks in play, and knights and secret groups and every, everything that comes with that. And of course, there's our zombies, which we'll see turn out to be a little different as the book goes along. And we'll just leave it at that. But readers can expect for there to be other treats aside from just zombies. Another quote, the zombies are a plenty in this series, but they're just a part of what's going on. Ultimately, the conspiracy within the church may turn out to be the bigger danger. How Rod Roderick and his men deal with what they uncover really 
eventually drives the story and where any potential sequels go from here, uh, he said. Uh, Roderick Helms is the protagonist, an ex-crusader who leads leads a medieval black ops team of knights called Fiat Lux, Latin for Let There Be Light. They are initially sent by the church to deal with the zombies, but wind up having to deal with a conspiracy involving their holy superiors. Tiari spoke about how Akunev's artistic style made him a good fit for this zombie story. Quote, 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 there are a lot of zombies in this. He can't, he can't really tell you enough right. how many zombies are in this. Um, I'm I mean, sorry, re- is this about zombies? I'm- oh, here. I mean a real shit ton. That was the next <laughs> sentence. Um, groups and groups of zombies eating people, hordes upon hordes of zombies infesting and overflowing various historical cities and landmarks, and the army after army of zombies in these huge fucking epic battles after battles with knights. Just how excited he is makes <laughs> me excited. So we need we need somebody who could pull that off and do those scenes justice. Pestilence. So Pestilence comes out in May. Um, it's going to be three ninety nine. First issue is thirty two pages. Wow. Um, so it's you know the, the, some of these indie titles you'll see some seriously long books and I love it. You know, yeah, that's, that's I, this cool. is def. There's some more information if you go to IGN they have a little article up. It's not links in the show notes. Yeah, links in the show notes. Of course, this book just has me intrigued because it's something. It's it, what he said is true. Like the zombie thing. Zombie is my favorite movie monster. It it's always has been, but it's been done like to death. Yeah, you know, <laughs> pun intended. Um, <laughs> I was waiting but for <laughs> right, but I this is interesting. Like, let's take a historical event and kind of twist it up. You know, like almost like a vampire uh, or Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. You know what I mean? But it looks like this is going to have a more serious tone to it, and it's almost like it could almost be believable like that kind of shit, you know? Right. And, um, I'm looking forward to this man. And it's from aftershock. I've never heard of aftershock comics. Must be, must be hardcore indie. Like that super indie. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, I was going to tell you. So today on, I was on our Twitter page and, um, I was noticed, I saw, Oh, Hey, we ha- you know how you get the notifications when someone fo- new follows you. Yeah. So someone or something is following us that's um, kind someone of... Someone or something? Well, yeah, because it's not an individual person. Um, okay. It's, uh, well, on television, they go by... Yeah, fucking... Entertainment Weekly is following us. Yeah, because he's trying to get that real news. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, are they even still relevant in this internet? I'm being so mean. Like, they just followed us. I mean, are, do they even matter? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we welcome Make it, them. Making the internet great again, right? <laughs> That's we, welcome, we welcome them to... True, true, true. Um, the uh, what is it? The non alt right, um, or alternative facts, uh, podcast, right? <laughs> now, I have on a separate side note, I looked up, um, I looked up Aftershock Comics, they look relatively new, like they have a lot of books, but like their first issues are from last year. Oh, okay, so 
I, I could be wrong. I, I don't want to dig too deep in it because I just don't want to. Um, but they they do, they definitely look um, straight up indie. But there's a lot of cool looking books on here, man. Like there's one called Super Zero, and the cute the chick's really cute. I almost said the cute's really chick. <laughs> With great power comes a bit of insanity, anxiety, and a dash of social alienation. It's hey, probably yeah, that's the, their take on a Harley character. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Which, hey. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, uh, last week, developer Victoria Fierce had some, did it, did it. <laughs> had some harsh words for Vice President. Wait, what's Mike her Pence. last name? Fierce? Yeah. Ooh. Victoria Fierce. Um, had some harsh words for Vice President Mike Pence. Incensed over Trump's administration's recent rollbacks of transgendered protection, Fierce let loose on Pence. Fuck you, she tweeted. I got... Um, I got a piss and you're putting me an American in danger of assault by your white uh, by your white supremacist brothers almost immediately she got a notification Twitter had detected potentially abusive activity on her account and put her in temporary timeout as a status for the next 12 hours only followers could see her tweets which meant she would not be able to lobby the vice president as part of a broader shift in the way Twitter deals with abuse, one that dons, draws fire from many of the same communities calling for stronger enforcement. In some cases, the account lock could even be triggered by quoting, by quote, tweeting a profanity-laced tweet, since the resulting tweet would have included both profanity and the source's handle. Still, the abrupt notification caught Fierce by surprise. Quote, it was just one tweet, Fierce said, to, said to, uh, told the Verge, and certainly not the first time I've ever told off, uh, I told an elected official to fuck off. Twitter says the account throttling is tied to changes that began rolling out last week designed to diminish the reach of abusive accounts. When Twitter determined that an account is being abusive using criteria the company has declined to describe in any detail, it hides the account's tweets from anyone who isn't following it. The restriction lasts for a set period of time, typically 12 hours for the first defense. For the average uh, recipient of abuse, that's good news. When a troll quote tweets you and in, um, with an insult, you simply won't see it. But the limits are raising new questions in light of the political speech that has often hosted on Twitter. The average person has an unex uh, expectation that their account will not receive insulting tweets on a regular basis. But what about said the vice pr the president of the United States? A all the high profile accounts have involved verified accounts, but a spokesperson told The Verge that Twitter's content filters do not currently distinguish between the types of account. A single tweet will not trigger its fil filters. You can quote tweet Vice President Michael Pence and call him a dick if you want to, but a pattern of abuse will. Um, the so they're basically saying this chick got history. Yeah, is what they're saying. Right. The account had uh, the company has declined to offer more details about what constitutes a pattern of trick uh, or triggers its content filters, saying that trolls will use the information to game the system. But in Ver the Verge's own tense, single instances of abuse were not enough to trigger the block. Um, the it goes on from there. So basically, what it's saying is that yeah, if you have a, you know, because she herself she herself even said that's not the first time she told, you know, a elected official to fuck off. Yeah. So here's my issue. These are the same people that have gone up against other people who 
hate on them and they said Twitter should filter them out. Yep. Oh, but now because I'm doing it for what they consider a socially conscious one by telling somebody to fuck off instead of actually being articulate. Um, now it's now it's bullshit, which is what our society has come to. I'm right. So I can do whatever I want. Right. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. Do unto others and not unto me. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's one of those that this is the kind of thing that, you know, that people mostly forget about. It's we want this. So, you know, and I agree, we should have this. So people, you know, if they're, you know, uh, different sexual orientation, transgendered, uh, racist, any hate tweets like that, everybody deserves the same protection because you can't just say, well, we, you know, let's say left leaning people deserve this protection, but everybody who's a racist is okay with that. It's like, no, that doesn't work that way. Well, that's what equal rights means. <laughs> right. You can't, you can't say, well, we should have that protection, but, but people that are, that are racist shouldn't. It's like, yeah, but who's, who's to say someone's racist unless they say, you know, themselves personally. That's I the thing is, is a lot of people, they want thought police. Mm -hmm. And it's, that cannot happen. That's horrifying. Yeah. Like even a racist can be a racist all he wants, mm -hmm. as long as he's not breaking the law. Right. Period. If someone wants to be a racist fucking bigot, whatever, let him do it in the privacy of his own home. And he even has freedom of speech to say it on public on public property. Exactly. But if he's if he's condoning violence of any sort, that's a problem. Or if he's attacking anyone right. or yeah, then then, of course, he's broken the law. You can't have this fucking there are plenty of people that I think are fucking morons and they say shit that I don't like. Right. But I still respect their right to say it. Right. Just plain and simple. And that's the thing is like people always forget that the freedom, um, freedom of speech is, you know, protects the free, you, you know, uh, protects the speech that you like, but also very definitely protects the speech that you don't. Yeah. Cause you're, I don't know. The only two things I want to say about this Twitter thing is one, Twitter is a free service and they can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. If you don't like it, don't use it. Right. They, this, this happens with Facebook a lot. Well, Facebook will, will censor something or they'll, they'll cut someone off and then they go fucking Facebook's infringing on my freedom of speech. No, that's not how that works. Right. <laughs> like you still have freedom of speech. It's their service. Right. That they provide to you for free. Yeah. They have a, uh, they have a terms of service. And you've, you've you okay it. it. Yeah, that you okay. Yeah. But I you guarantee didn't you didn't yeah, I know. Us read it. <laughs> I know, exactly. It's like, uh, what was it? Eddie Izzard said one time, he goes, yeah, you know, when your kid says, you know, yeah, but you didn't tell the truth. You can't tell them I always tell the truth because when was the last time you read the iTunes service agreement? But right. you agree to it. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you agree to it. It's like, you know, like, it, it, yeah, it comes down to like, you know, Everybody has the right to say what they want. Anytime you infringe on that right, somebody's going to get pissed off. And the problem, the problem now is, is that people are blurring hate speech and hurt feelings. Yeah, as well, the same thing, and yeah. that's not that's not how it is. Right. Like they have that um, that Milo. Oh yeah, getting a monopolist or whatever. Yeah. Now I don't know. I don't know much about the whole raping children is okay situation because I haven't looked into it. Because I I I don't care, <laughs> um, not about child rape. I don't care about what he said. I just don't care. But like, where he'll go and he's just going to talk about Trump or how he loves Trump or whatever, or he loves conservative ideals. And you have students who don't agree with him, 
and they burn the fucking they light fires and shit. Yeah, it's like you guys are the ones being Nazis now. Right, like you're you're trying to stop freedom of speech. That's one thing that Trump hasn't really done. He hasn't stopped freedom of speech. Oh, yeah, he, did, well. <laughs> he did stop. He did stop what with the news. Yeah, he blocked. Uh, he blocked all some the, news all people. the new all the major news sites. But the thing is, he's not the first one that ever did that. There's, yeah, there, that's happened before. It's just bigger when he does it because he makes it a big fucking thing. Well, the thing is, is that it's not to that degree. Yeah, he did it in a much more severe degree. I'll yeah. admit with that. I'm not. I'm not defending the guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, you are. You're nothing but a Nazi homophobe. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying Trump isn't sending the FBI out to burn your fucking lawn down because you didn't agree with him. Well, not yet, anyway. But well, you yeah. know, <laughs> give him. No. It's only been a month. You know, let's, right. let's give him some time. It's it, it's just. And it's really hard to convince someone that, yes, I know you think you're right and everyone's wrong, but you still can't stop them from speaking. Yeah. That you, it's hard because it's, it's kind of human nature. Well, like someone's saying the, something you, you feel strongly about, you just want to shut them the fuck up. Well, yeah, the problem that you, that you have with this is that because everybody considers anybody whose ideology, ideology differs from yours, they're one of four choice words that you're programmed to say. And, and that's, and that's and that's where we that's where we run into that problem, and it's on both sides. Uh, you, yeah. You know when you're if you criticize the president, you know you're uh, sympathetic uh, to the other side, or if you agree with what he's done, you're sympathetic to him. And it's like no, you can you just because someone is there, you don't have to like everything they do, and that's plain and simple. I mean, that's just not how we work. I mean, there are people that we like, but there are things that they do that we that just piss us the fuck off. Yeah. But, you know, it's like that's that's human nature. That's how we work. You can't sit there and say like, well, because I like, let's say, you know, somebody goes, well, what Trump did on this was no different than what other people do. All of a sudden you're, you know, a Nazi you're a Trump supporter. Now. You're a Trump yeah. supporter, Nazi racist. That it's like. No, but then the same thing is, is that when somebody goes, oh, they're just picking on Trump because of this, it's like, well, you know, they did the same thing to Obama. You guys did the same thing to Obama. Then it's like, oh, but that was different just because, you know, it's like, why? Because he was a Democrat. Yeah. It's only different because you agreed with it then. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the same thing now, like if, you know, when people, you know, are, are sitting there going, oh yeah, you know, they, like I've seen on Twitter and all social media where they're like, oh yeah, he blocked, um. Uh, CNN and the New York Times and the, it's like you know they were fake news anyway it's like no that's how dictators rise you know is by you know circumventing the media but at the same time it's like you would be okay if let's um, it's like you would be screaming bloody murder if it was Fox News that was you know that yeah. was banned and because wasn't wasn't Fox News banned I think Obama banned Fox News. I actually, I, I, I thought about that because that was the soundbite you heard. But when I actually dig a little deeper, it, it basically was one incident of a of an interview they were giving to somebody else, and they quote unquote forgot. Okay. To, like but, I said, I don't know. I don't know enough to make a. That was the thing. Is like I thought. Well, I thought Obama did that, but when I looked into it, it was, um, you know, some said like. Oh yeah, this was the the first shot in you know him going against Fox News. It's like yeah, but after that there was no other report of them ever banning them, right? You know, um, they can push them but to the back of the room you, and restrict you know access, but that's different. You did something 
that most people don't do is you looked into it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. See, that, that's me too. It was like, called I'll Google. Even... I searched it out, you know. And, and Steve knows me well enough. Like, if I haven't looked into it, I I always start off with, I don't know much about this. Right. Like, I can't give you a firm yes or no because I don't know. But um, just like the whole, uh, it's the Milo dude and then also um, Richard Dawkins, who I've, yeah. I've read a couple of his books, talking about child rape is okay or something but i don't know right it, it seems weird to me that an educated man of his status would suddenly say child rape's okay yeah i saw you know? the video that they called they talked about milo which was supposed to have implicated and milo even said himself as like well you know it was clever editing and i'm like there was no angle cuts like you can tell when someone edits a video yeah to edit in an audio you can say it and you can say oh well the audio was cleverly edited yeah but video video is harder to change. do harder yeah. to do you know and um unless it's a cut in there that you know a cut from maybe the person to the the host and then back that you can do but a, a one like one long video that's a little harder to do but, yeah because you'd have to sync it perfectly with him and he moves a lot when yeah. he speaks yeah and and you know you can see like sudden, a sudden little jump you're like wait that was weird yeah you know and so but you know but either way i'm i'm not going to talk about that cuz i don't know nothing about it, it it's it, i think well one thing i will say and i think this is how things should actually work so the milo dude says something that people don't like and he's shunned for it it's the court of popular opinion it's just the way it works yeah. but he still has freedom to speak but he can't speak about that shit cuz that's fucking well he can't speak about it but he can't say hey go go rape kids you know, I'm sure he didn't say that. Well, yeah, but it's the same but thing. Still, it's, it's the like, same thing like, you know, Lance Armstrong doping. He lost all his endorsements. You know, he went downhill after that. Tiger Woods, you know. It, yeah, because they're not going to endorse somebody for yeah, foul play. Because, you yeah. know, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, some people are like, you know, and, and I've seen this on, um, actually, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about this. And they go, yeah, but the big difference here is he's high profiled and the same thing with uh what's his name pew pew uh uh what's that dude PewDiePie yeah he you know after what he did with the whole but isn't it weird that all of a sudden all these people are getting attacked for the same thing it's like but the thing is is like where did like suddenly like all these people just like lose their fucking minds yeah you know it's like what the hell happened like I don't know what's going on it's the um, it's the fluoride in the water man That's I guess <laughs> PewDiePie is a weird dude because, I mean, he th – this is the thing. And I do agree that someone with a large audience like that, they they do deserve an extra level of scrutiny. Right. Because they're talking to so many people. Yeah. You know, and, and here's but, the thing. Like, you know, um, and that, that was my that was my point was that, you know, some uh, – one of the podcasts I was listening to this tech show, he was saying, he goes – you know, we've heard people say this before, you know, online or what have you. But when you have 123 followers versus, you know, 500,000. Right. You know, you, that's going to be a little bit different. You, ha you can't say the same things that you would there. You know, like when we started, you know, we said some stuff in the very, very beginning that we couldn't say now, you know. Um, but I guarantee you that if we said some stuff and let's say Mark Marin said the exact same thing we said. He would get a lot more shit for it than we would. Yeah, because more people heard it. Yeah. 
and it influences more people yeah. but they still have freedom well well more people heard it but probably more people are right. influenced by us i'm just saying free, free, <laughs> they have freedom of speech but that's where the court of popular opinion comes in right exactly where you say something and if you if you look I would uh, I think it's safe to assume and I really hope it is. If you say anything about it being mildly okay to rape children, the majority of people who are listening to you are going to tell you to fuck off. Right. And they're not going to want to listen to you anymore. Like that's that's one of those those like trigger fucking subjects that I mean if that they look 99% 18... of the people on this planet are going to be like what the fuck? <laughs> I mean if they looked 18, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> But then it's that's been going on though, like and the Pope, they're talking about that with the Pope again or something. Yeah. It's like what 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 is happening all of a sudden? It's like, it's like is, everyone is, lost their fucking minds. Is 2017 the year of child rape? Like what the fuck? <laughs> but even that, I mean, even just like not even just that, like with Pew Pew Pie, you know, he did that whole death to Jews thing on his. Yeah, video, that was his thing, and yeah. it was just like, where? What the here's, fuck are you people doing? Thing. And he says it was a joke. Okay, mm. and I'm like, look, mm -mm. if it was a joke, fine. But why is everyone making really shitty jokes all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, I think people don't understand what comedy is now. Yeah. You have people who are like, I'm going to say something outrageous and it's going to be funny. No, outrageous isn't funny. No, it has to be outrageously funny. Right. Like you can make a joke, a racist joke, and it be funny. But it has to be obvious that it's a joke. Exactly. Like, that's the problem. When you're talking about something that's going to piss people off those jokes work if you deliver them correctly because at first they go what and then they go ah, i saw what you did there yeah you know what I mean? you get an extra bit of laugh out of them but right. you have to tread carefully like right. if you if you don't know what the fuck you're doing shut the fuck up right and it's like at what point is that even considered funny no like, one can I, say killing jews and that be funny right you can't unless you're at a fucking <laughs> ku klux klan rally <laughs> right exactly exactly and it's just like I don't know. It's just it seems that like, and 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 I'm saying this as a as like what the excuse is. It seems that for some people, the the effective, you know, and I'm not saying I, I, here's where the line has to be. I'm saying that people are using it as an excuse, not saying that it is actually the cause of this. But people are using the whole fact that well, Trump's president. Trump got elected. So now suddenly everybody believes it's okay to be racist because I'm sure I'm sure there is a small oh I'm I guarantee subset there's a, of, a very of small country subset. that right. were racist already right. and now they feel like they can speak but they're getting shut down left and right because the racism as a majority in this country is not accepted by our culture it just isn't it's it's fucking shunned uncontrollably well, all you have to do is watch tv and read the paper and all of that shit what'd you hear about well you heard about that gar that uh garmin tech it, it, uh, that uh garmin developer that was killed in kansas city mm -mm. he was indian and this white guy shot him and and before he shot him told him get out of my country in a bar and we love indians in a bar like here's they, the thing though they were just they, they, there to watch a game Right. And that's what that's the point I'm making though. And that's horrifying. There are people that are capable and ignorant enough to 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 do that. But it's it's a small it's not even a 1%. It's like a few people. But the the all the other people are either well most people are not going to even care. They're just going to go all oh, that sucks. 
you know. Right. But then everyone else is going to go. That's that's fucking horrible. That's right. not that's not how you are. You're supposed to operate. It's a court of popular opinion, and and that's the one thing. My point in this is the one thing that I think sometimes the media gets wrong is that you'll have a cop kill someone like a black guy, right? Okay, and the immediate they don't talk about what the guy did or, oh, or yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what happened. They just, a black guy was shot yeah. by a, a white police officer. So it's the, like, okay. and, and it goes, and then it immediately goes. So now we talk to our panel about the injustice of the law enforcement against the black community. It, it, it never goes like, well, and while, and while they're on that panel, there's countless people of a variety of different colors being shot by police officers, right. you know? <laughs> and it's, 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 it's not funny to me, but it's interesting. And when you, you, the, People tr are trying lately to make it sound like the country I live in, that we all live in, that the majority of people are okay with that kind of racism. Yeah. And no, it, you, all you have to do is go outside for 15 minutes and you, you know that it's not. No one, is, no one wants that. You know, so the, the small people that do, they hide in the little fucking corner because everyone will tell them to fuck off. So it's it's just I don't know. I that's one thing that I feel the media and I think I think most people know now that the the media just fucks that up sometimes yeah. to get ratings, you know, they they t sensationalize things and stuff like that. But if you're an intelligent person, you can pick out the news from the bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not that difficult. It's funny cuz the one person who will tell you the media is crooked is Trump. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know. And Alex but, Jones, but you know. Yes, of course. <laughs> So, so uh, backing off of this subject, tell us something that that is that that's that's great that that, that just that will just tickle your tickle the cockles of your heart. So this is from CNEP. I they they start this off with something I want to do. I want everyone to close their eyes <laughs> if they're in their thirties, <laughs> right? And picture your first phone, the very first cell phone you ever had. And if it wasn't a Nokia 3310, you're lying because it was <laughs> the little fucking candy bar mm -hmm. Nokia that some are still you 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 probably have one that you threw in a drawer in 2003. I bet you it's got 43 percent battery life still. These, these, these were the phones that you could try to roll with a steamroller, and it literally the steamroller would literally pop up over the phone. Right. Now the funny thing is. I didn't have a Nokia 3310. I had the one before this one, which was the same exact phone, but it was a little bigger. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. Ooh, I love that phone. And that was back when you could change the face plates out. Oh, I remember those. Keep it yeah. fresh, dude. <laughs> um, I remember those. So chances are you're picturing a Nokia 3310, a midnight blue and gray marvel that launched in September 2000 and introduced many a phone fan to the mobile world. With its swappable and customizable plastic case, hidden antenna, T9 text input, and the legendary game Snake, the 3310 is rightly remembered as one of the greatest phones ever. And now it's back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. Nostalgia. Nope. That's all that it is. It's right. all nostalgia. Nokia's had a few lean years <laughs> really? <laughs> after completing the sale of its phone business to Microsoft in 2014. But a handful of former employees have banded together to resurrect the Nokia name with a range of new Android phones and to show they haven't forgotten what made the Finnish brand so popular. They're rebooting the 3310 as a colorful modern feature phone. Um, feature phone means it's not a smartphone. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just letting you guys know. 
Um, so it's not it's, it's not running Android or, so, or something like that. Um, it's 2.5 2.5 G, so you can surf the web. You can surf the web. Right. Um, are you still there? What the fuck? Yeah. I got a little notification that was acting weird. Oh. oh that's what it is. Got it. <laughs> um, surf the web, and it has the Opera Mini browser. Uh, you can get face get on Facebook and Twitter if you have to, but that's pushing it. The camera manages just two megapixels. Uh, the screen measures 2.4 inches corner to corner with a resolution of 240 by 320 pixels. Frankly, we're lucky it's in color. Um, <laughs> but but um, the, 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 the real question, and this is, I think, the most important question of all, removable faceplates? I don't know. Mm. See. The new hold on, we're we're still we're still, <laughs> we're still the new thirty three ten up updates the original's famous design with more rounded edges, more subtle buttons, and a gen a general smoothing, a bit like the modernized Mini Cooper or those multicolored Daleks. Nice, <laughs> only better. It's also substantially thinner. It's a playful, fun redesign from Nokia and is sure to win favor with retro phone fans. The new version comes in familiar comes in some colors. Uh, it has <laughs> it has a removable battery um, and a micro SD card slot. I, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, now here's the thing: the phone's like forty bucks. Right. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's forty euros um, and fifty dollars. <laughs> forty uh, euros. So that means five hundred dollars U.S. <laughs> right. Or seventy um, Australian dollars. I'm sorry. I don't know what. I don't know if you call your money dollars. I love you guys. Your women are gorgeous. Um, <laughs> Nokia is confident that the perky design and friendly place, blah, 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 blah. Basically, this phone is for people who don't want a fucking smartphone. Right. That one, the gray one and the black one in the center looks like the OG right there. No, it is. The one in the center is for comparison. Yeah, that is the old one. It's the original 3310. The ones on the sides are the are the new one. They It looks so similar. I mean, the screen's a little bigger, you know, whatever. Um, There is a market for these phones, especially at that price point. Older people... I mean, just today I was at I was at Walmart and I was um I was on my phone looking at something, and then I, I went back to living life, and I saw an older man. He's probably in his late sixties, and he had like a flip phone, you know, because mm-hmm. they don't want they don't want all that bullshit, right? Um, and this oh, def- you you missed this one part, and the what? big question: Does it have snake? Motherfucker! Yes, yes. <laughs> but an example of trying too hard to modernize things. It's a weird color version ah. with updated graphics. Oh. <laughs> it, runs fucking, it runs on a fucking it runs on a fucking Nvidia Nvidia um god jesus i can't talk right now Nvidia Nvidia graphics card <laughs> right now the uh, one big market i could see this for is um younger children like elementary school i see a lot of elementary school kids like the parents want to keep in touch with them it's fine you know my kids don't their phones at the school um but for those i mean this is a cheap phone i'm i'm i would expect to see this on some prepaid uh, markets. <laughs> I like the specs. 2.4 inch screen, 2 megapixel camera, 22 hours of talk time. That's it. <laughs> that's it. 22 hours of talk time? That's, that's fucking... Come on, dude. Well, dude, the old ones, the, I mean, yeah, you know, you could basically travel around the world on one charge on those old phones. Because they didn't do anything unless you were actually touching it. Like, our <laughs> phones now, I mean, my phone's been sitting on my desk and I haven't touched it for like an hour. It's probably done 5,000 fucking things. Oh, yeah. You know, when you go in there and it's like, oh, using up percentage of battery backlight and, you know, the OS is running 22% of your battery power. It's like, right. Jesus. It's like, fuck, man. So, 
That's that, bro. That's cool. And the fact that it runs Snake. Although I was like, dude, just kind of make it the classic one. Come on. Right. <laughs> I like that there. Yeah, mainly the battery lasts a month. <laughs> it's like, damn. That's cool, though. That is really cool. All right. So um, running a little long on this one. So let's just run right into the douchebags. So, um, so my douchebag of the week, this is, this is the, um, the attempted murderer's version of the dog ate my homework. (laughs) Um, so when police asked a man how his girlfriend got shot in the lake, he blamed the dog. Jacksonville, Florida police responded to a 911 call about a shooting Tuesday night, met with Brian Murphy, who told them his dog Diesel had accidentally shot his girlfriend while she was in bed, according to the Jacksonville WJAX TV. Murphy told officers he and his girlfriend Summer Miracle. <laughs> That's a acid trip product of a baby. Um <laughs> were sleeping while Diesel woke up wanting to go outside. When Diesel and Murphy went back into the house, the dog led the way to the bedroom, he said, according to First Coast News. Murphy reported that he saw, um, he then saw a flash and heard a bang. He told police he thinks Diesel jumped up on the nightstand, causing the gun to fire. The bullet from Murphy's gun hit Miracle in the leg. Murphy told police he covered Miracle's wound with a towel calling 911. Miracle's not sure how she was shot, according to the Palm Beach Post. She, she told police she was asleep and when the bullet struck her. Miracle was treated at the hospital for injuries and did not appear to be life-threatening. There is no word on whether charges will be filed. Um, yeah, okay. The dog did it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like yeah yeah, the dog was so pissed off about it like i'm tired of this bitch in this house sleeping on my side of the bed she'll even take me for walks when i ask i'm sick of it i gotta she she won't take me out when i want to go pee she won't do any of that shit she won't even give me my food on time fuck this bitch held a gangster style and shot her in the fucking leg can you imagine that (laughs) can you imagine that but with a single tear though you know what i mean like because they had a connection right a little bit yeah like you're making me do this. That's what happened. You're making right. me do this. Look what you've look who you've brought me. You brought me to the brink. You made me do this, bitch. You made me do this. <laughs> and then oh. after he shot her in the leg, he poured a bit of his. They didn't cover this part, but he poured a bit of his forty onto the. Yeah. <laughs> it's like for my homies. <laughs> Lit up a fucking Swisher sweet. <laughs> and then he looked at the owner and said, "Try explaining this one." <laughs> he's like fuck <laughs> you're going to jail motherfucker so this one is more of a joke <laughs> but i agree a hundred percent so first i gotta start with a question right steve yes do you what are your feelings of pineapple on pizza i'm not a fan but it's okay to have it everybody's entitled to their sick disgusting um items they want to put on pizza although i will accept pineapple over um sardines well that's you're just getting into realms of weird that we're not ready to die <laughs> down so i personally agree with you i i everyone's entitled to do what they want but i'm also entitled to tell them they're doing it wrong pineapple because <laughs> that's not your because that's your goddamn american right <laughs> you damn right 
So I do it in a star spangled suit with a, with a bald eagle on my arm. That's right. <laughs> I look, um, now, what I'm about to tell you. I look you, like oh, Macho Man when I do it. Right. <laughs> what I'm about to tell you, I think only a small country could get away with. Like, I'm not saying Iceland is a shit country. It's a nice country. They get a lot of stuff done, but they're small. You know, they can they can do stuff like this. And people go, oh, Iceland. <laughs> you know, if we did that, they'd be like, what the fuck? You know, so Trump pres- did it again. <laughs> yeah, I know. The president of Iceland, and I'm going to butcher this, is uh, Gioni. His middle his middle name is T.H. period. So Gioni <laughs> Johannesson. I know how to say Johannesson, so we're going to just say that. Uh, says if he could, he'd pass a law banning pineapples from being used as pizza toppings <laughs> in his country. <laughs> Johannesson made the saucy comments uh, to a group of high school students in the town of Akhir. <laughs> some place in Iceland. <laughs> right. According to Iceland magazine. Um, wow, they have a magazine? The- yeah, they got one. Wow. Um, one of the students asked <laughs> Johannesson his opinion on the cheesy topic, and he didn't mince words. According to uh, Viser, an Iceland language news website, um, the president told the student he was firmly opposed to pineapples on pizza. He added, perhaps with a tongue-in-cheek, uh, with wait, <laughs> perhaps with a tongue in his cheek that it is only the fact that he's not allowed to pass laws that is keeping him from banning it entirely. <laughs> then they got a picture of him in front of a flag, Iceland's flag, with the fucking pineapple pizza, and he's just standing there like, bitch. <laughs> he later clarified... Oh, yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah. He later clarified he doesn't hate pineapples all the time, just on pizza. Um, and there's like a... He put, I am glad that I do not hold such... Pa- what? He says, he, I do not have the power to make laws which forbid people to put pineapples on pizza. I am glad that I do not hold such power. President should not have unlimited power. I would not want to hold this position if I could pass laws for forbidding that, which I don't like. I would not want to live in such a country. For pizza, I recommend seafood. See, even that you can get questionable about. See, but the thing is, is that if you don't, okay. I would it's, expect someone in Iceland to like seafood on their pizza, though. Right. It, toppings and pizza are regional. It depends on where you're at. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like just because you have those unlimited powers doesn't mean you have to use those unlimited exactly. powers. It's called restraint. <laughs> like people, people look at me funny. I've had um, crab on pizza. It was pretty good. Hmm. But I'm also from, you know, a, 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 an area where crabs are everywhere. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, well, not in the city. But, uh, Johannesson's willingness. I've had Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. I've had that as well because yeah. we live in the Southwest, baby. Um, <laughs> Johannesson's willingness to stick his neck out on on a serious issue, no matter the consequences, is earning him support in some pizza-eating quarters. And there's a series of <laughs> tweets tweets of people going, fuck yeah. For the record, pineapple top pizza originated not in Honolulu, but in London, Ontario. Fucking Canadians. Canadians, man. According Always to, out to start shit. According to Atlas Obscuria, Back in 1962, restaurant owner Sam Panopoulos decided to mix ham with canned pineapple on his pie to see how it would taste. People said, you are crazy to do this. Panopoulos told the website, to the surprise many, it became a hit. Johannesson's issues uh, against pineapples, pineapple gets sympathy from uh, Giacomo Pizzagani, who owns Ambrosio 15 Pizzeria in San Diego. I feel chef's 
should be free to experiment. But I think pineapple is a horrible <laughs> topping for pizza. It is extremely sweet. And what's worse is that it is served over tomato sauce. Red sauce does not go well with sweet ingredients. Thank you. Even though I add a little sugar to my spaghetti to cut that acid down, you understand? <laughs> um, Steve Green, who publishes Pizza Industry Magazine, PMQ. There's a pizza industry magazine, people. <laughs> Doesn't understand why pineapple pizza gets the Icelandic president so cheesed off. Uh, being against pineapple pizza is like being against Santa Claus, Green told the Huffington Post. There's really nothing that won't work on pizza. First of all, I need that motherfucker to sit down. <laughs> all right, you need to take a, he needs to take a step back, calm the fuck down. <laughs> hey, no need to be saying outlandish things like that. <laughs> I think, I think, the, I now think he's just problem. being unreasonable. This guy is just, I think, being I think unreasonable. the problem is, and, and what some people might not realize about the United States. We take pizza seriously. Even pizza even people who say they don't, they fucking do. If you give them a if you if they order a pepperoni pizza with extra sauce and you give them something that deviates from that in the slightest, they're going to be pissed. Oh yeah. Like what? Well, this isn't the pizza that I choose. When you did know, I it move gets real serious. To Nazi Germany, where right. I am subjected to this type of inhumane torture. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the United States of America. <laughs> we get so fucking serious. The Domino's guys looks at you like, fucking calm down, dude. <laughs> and you know what? I'm happy that pineapple top pizza originated in Canada because it didn't originate in America. <laughs> Because we wouldn't do that. But I agree, though. Like, on a serious note, pineapple on pizza doesn't work for me because it's too fucking sweet. Yeah. It just doesn't mix well with the tomato sauce. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just gross. Yeah, it just, it yeah, it doesn't really, it it's two very sharp flavors that's kind of like, oh. So. I've had sardines on pizza. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, well, you're weird, so. You just said you like pineapples on sardines. I, what? I said Didn't, I was, Isn't that what you said? I said I like pineapple over sardines meaning that i would take um, pineapple oh as i thought you meant you put pineapples on top of sardines that, that, now you're just talking foolishness <laughs> hey that's what i said well you're entering into a realm of weird i'm not prepared to go <laughs> i no, thought you I, meant I mean, just because i mentioned sardines in general <laughs> but again that's and i probably just mean anchovies anyway um, that again is a regional thing. Yeah. Like you, you, um, I've n I never see people put anchovies or anything like that on their pizza in California. Mm. They do it on the East Coast though. Yeah. But what did I see in California that they put on? Well, you just go to California Pizza Kitchen. You'll see some crazy oh, shit yeah. going on over there. And it doesn't taste very good. <laughs> California Pizza Kitchen sucks. I'm gonna be real with yeah. you. Like if anyone out there thinks that California Pizza Kitchen is the end all be all, please take a trip to New England. Just if, anywhere. If I go to New California England. Pizza Kitchen, usually it's because someone else, other people want to go there. I don't get the pizza. Yeah, their other foods are right. I yeah. mean, their food their their food tastes okay, but it's not pizza. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like you, if you order a pizza from California Pizza Kitchen, what you receive is not pizza. <laughs> it's it's very thin, crispy bread with some stuff on it. It's basically a Ritz cracker with yeah. like pizza ingredients on it. I want pizza now, bro. Yeah, I know. I'm like, um, For real. <laughs> There's this pizza spot um, by my house called Rosati's. Ooh, it's so good, dude. <laughs> and you can order. It's one of those joints where you could order that super big pizza. Oh, yeah. Like, you need two people to carry that bitch in. <laughs> and they have. Um, You're hearing that forklift pull up and shit. <laughs> right. They have fettuccine Alfredo, but they put the sun dried tomatoes in it, bro. Oh. oh, nice. Oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> 
they're obviously closed but But yeah i know same here (laughs) all right well that is it for this episode uh please rate and review the show please review the show on itunes that helps us out immensely you can check if you want to check out our back catalog check it out on stitcher itunes iHeartRadio, as well as the website, LazyGeeks.com. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TheLazyGeeks, uh, where Adam might actually put up some of his uh, his new uh, acquirements that he'll pro- that oh. we'll go into detail, you know, late, later in the week on our other show. Um, and Or search us out on Twitter and Instagram by searching out TheLazyGeeks, one word. You can find all the links to our social media hubs through our website, TheLazyGeeks.com. As for me, you can find me out there on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And I'm over there on Twitter, or is it Twitter? Yeah, it's Twitter. <laughs> at, uh, for, Do you even know reason? where you are? Because <laughs> no, I, I saw the word um, Instagram Oh, <laughs> when I said Twitter and went, wait, did I say the right one? Um, Twitter at sapientlg. And uh, be sure to tune in on Friday for our episode of Just Another Podcast. Uh, this week we go, this uh, episode we go into uh, Adam's Ikea trip. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as well as uh, we decide kind of what we're doing as far as the cheap seats go for the next <laughs> few months, I think. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so pretty good episode coming up for you then. And uh, so, yeah. And next week, for those of you keeping score, we hit another milestone here at the Lazy Geeks Podcast. We'll be hitting episode 250. Yes. 250. Been doing this too long. Yeah, I know. It's uh, actually... Is it, ti- is it time to hang up our hats? <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> for the record. So, yeah. So, be sure to tune in next week for that episode. That'll That'll be... Yeah, 250. I'm just kind of like, I was doing the show notes today. I'm like, holy shit, next week is 250. Fuck. So, all right. So uh, that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.